0: Listen, let me just continue to to, uh, share with you from my heart uh, concerning um, um, the kingdom of heaven. And I want to share tonight uh, on the heavenly citizen part two. We talked about the heavenly citizen, and what I would like to do is share with us what Jesus expects of us. Um, When we taught on the parables a little bit, and you can continue to teach on these things, I mean, these parables over and over and over, or the sayings of the Lord, and there's always some more to, to be gained. If you were to live a thousand years, I would guarantee you uh, that you will find something in them you've not seen before. Uh, that's just the, the weight of the Word of God. And so we want to share these things because what we want to, uh, you to, do, to know is what Jesus is expecting of you in the in between times, in the between times. You know. From the first advent to the second coming of the Lord, what he expects all of us, uh, of all of us, and what he expects us to be doing, and what our behavior should look like. Uh, you, we hear a lot of things about our behavior. We hear a lot of things about the kingdom of God. There are a lot of views on, on, on that, but I would like to share with you what I uh, know uh, and believe the Holy Spirit has shared with me. <clears throat> so today, uh, our subject is the heavenly man. Uh, the Heavenly Citizen, part two. Um, in the last message, I, I cited several scriptures using the phrase, eagerly wait. Uh, I, I talked about eagerly wait. And uh, uh, it means, it suggests a tiptoe anticipation and longing for somebody. And so what we are, we are as a body, I believe that God is, is embedding that into us that there are some of us who have had uh, its so good that we have not really longed for the Lord. Yeah, sure, if he comes, it'll be fine. But if he doesn't come, you know, things are just great with you. Your health is good. You know, um, you, know you're, you have enough money. And, you know, your children are all behaving. You know, uh, you know, your husband is obedient. Your wife is submissive. <laughs> that, that, that was an unnecessary statement, wasn't it? So let me just start preaching. <laughs> but it, it, it has to do with, with really anticipating the coming of the Lord. I believe that this is what Jesus is doing in the church now. He is giving us that value uh, that we will be, become unattached to the world and the world system and become uh, a person who anticipates the coming of the Lord. Uh, we, we shared statements like, we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it. So he's showing us uh, what our comportment ought to be like, our deportment, what, how we should behave in our lives, what we should look like. Also, uh, uh, with perseverance, we eagerly, uh, I'm sorry, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So then that means that, that God has given us the Holy Spirit so then, we are able to persevere, go through with patience until God does what he ha- has told us he was going to do. We, eagerly, uh, we are eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. So then if you don't know it as it were, consciously, inwardly, we are groaning wanting to be clothed with immortality because that is the promise that Jesus has given to us. So our conduct should uh, equal these amazing promises that God has given to us. So we should should not just live life like everyone else or live in the carnal sphere, the carnal sphere, but we are now to live in the beloved sphere Because God has delivered us, each of us, from the power of darkness. Now, when the Bible says he has delivered, that's not theoretical. That is not theoretical. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Now, the, the heavenly citizen is now appropriating that reality. The the heavenly citizen now is taking that God at his word and taking that, as it were, in hand and now walking it out. So since I am physically in this world, I can live spiritually in another kingdom totally. But it seems as though a lot of times that we are coupled with things or coupled with people in our lives that are always causing us stress or distress. Now don't look at somebody tonight and say, that's you. Yeah, We'll have a demonstration if you do that. So also, we we use the the scripture eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so so that means that we have tiptoe anticipation, that we're really, really eager for that. And that's how he wants us to live in spite of our circumstances and various situations in our lives. He wants us to to, as it were, disconnect from that and connect to these promises. This is what God wants. That's what the heavenly citizen is. So the heavenly citizen's deportment, his conduct, or her conduct, must be that of heaven. So what God wants us to to be is a demonstration of heaven while we're living on the earth. Not, Not saying, as some, so many say, well, you just can't do that. What they're talking about is not from the word of God, but from their own experiences. So we're going to explore this a little bit more. Let me give you one more that we shared last time. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So it's not saying uh, that, that the scripture is not, I don't think, implying at all that only those who are really on the tiptoes are going to go back with him. I don't believe that. I believe that Scripture is showing us that that the work of the Holy Spirit is to get us all on tiptoes. Yeah. yeah. And so the the, the, uh, heavenly citizen is a different citizen than all of the citizens of the earth. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 46 through 49. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 46 through 49. Paul writes to us in saying, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. Now, this is a very good principle he is showing us here, and uh, uh, we, need, we need to get hold of this truth that the uh, spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. And he show, Paul shows us in verse 47, the first man was of the earth made of dust. So the first man was a natural man, a man made of dust. <clears throat> the second man is the Lord from heaven, right? So we have the first man, he's a natural man. Then we have the second man is the Lord Jesus from heaven. And, uh, and then we are the new man, all right? So we're not the third man, we're the new man. Verse 48 says, as was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, and as is the heavenly man. I love this. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. So he's talking about the earth, those of us in the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. As is the heavenly man, Jesus Christ, so also are those who are heavenly. So he is showing us that as Christ, as Adam was, those who came from Adam look like him. They act like him. They, they have uh, a demeanor like Adam. But those of us who have been born again, we are as the heavenly man, Christ Jesus. So it's not just a wish of God, this is a promise of God. And I do know, I guess, let's give the Lord a <clears> order <throat> ahead. And, and so Paul goes on to say, and as we are born the image of the man of dust, we all look like Adam. Every one of us looks like Adam. All of this was in Adam. So that is amazing. I told you about a, a doctor I met um, on January 1. Remember the story I told you about the doctor I met who was talking we were t- was talking about uh, genetics and all of that? It, 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 he was so intelligent, I, I dare uh, to, I, I'm daring to, to talk a little bit about what he said. But he was talking about how uh, if you're a European, we can tell almost precisely where you're from. Remember, remember me telling you that, and how? That, but he said, "No, you know, it's very difficult if you're of African extraction." He said because you've got all of this stuff in you, and I was strange to me. I was shocked at that. I'd never heard that. I guess I need to get out more, right? <laughs> and, and so, and so uh, he and so he was saying that all of this DNA stuff is in you, so it's a little difficult to tell exactly where you came from. And and, and as he was sharing that, I'm looking at this scripture. And, it, and so when I see Adam, I see all of us. Is All of this look like Adam. Now notice, but that's not the good stuff. That's not the good part about it. it, it this is the good part. As we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. And so all of these gifts of the Spirit, all of the moving of the Holy Spirit is in the one man, Jesus Christ. And so we can have a multiplicity of gifts and, and it's very difficult to know, really. This is what Paul says. It's amazing, this connection. It is very difficult to know where the spirit man, spiritual man is coming from. Wow. Did you get it? you get that? Well, well it's, a, it's amazing. It's very difficult to know. You know, the wind blows where it's, it wants to, but it's very difficult to, to pin down the spirit, spiritual man. That doesn't mean that we're all over the page. It just means that there is so much in the Lord for all of us to have something that's unique and wonderful and powerful. It doesn't matter where you, who you are. So Christ, the last Adam, exemplifies the heavenly spiritual body which those who belong to him will receive at his coming. So, when Jesus Christ comes from heaven, we are going to I- immediately be changed and, and be like him in body, in spirit, soul, and body. In every way, we will be like the Lord. I believe the scripture Paul is telling us that we must walk that out in this world. Uh, because we have these, the scripture says, these exceedingly great and precious promises. They are amazing promises that those of us who have known sin, those of us who have known failure, now we, are, we, we have a promise of being just like the perfect son of God in, in every regard just like the Son of God. And so what he is showing us is that we need to comport ourselves down here like we have this, these great promises. We are not to comport ourselves like the world in, in, in any, by any stretch of the imagination, but we are to comport ourselves like citizens of heaven. I, I, really, I really like this. Let's look at Col- uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And so he tells us how to do this. We don't want to just know what, but we want to know how. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. So now it is if you were raised or since you were raised with Christ. So you and I were raised with Christ at his resurrection. So that means that we shall and will have a resurrection just like Jesus. He says, since you were raised with Christ, what are you to do? You're to seek things which are above. So, you know, remember in the 70s, in the 80s, we heard a lot of saying like, uh, sayings like this. Don't be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. And we just ate that stuff like it was fresh bread. <laughs> we did. We, we, you know, we just ate that, ate that. But that's not a really good saying. You know, because when you are really heavenly-minded when you, when you uh, seek the things which are above, now you are ready to make a difference in the earth. But if you seek earthly things, you are not good for heaven nor the earth. Amen. 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 That's why we have the problems we do in the, in the earth. Now listen, this is so good to me. It says, seek those things which are above where Christ is. So the believer, the heavenly citizen, knows to seek those things where where Christ is. So we know that Christ is bodily in heaven, and we are to live our lives seeking things where he is, sitting at the right hand of God. Okay, I'm seeking you, Jesus, because you are the first man to ever rise from the dead. You're the first man that God the Father ever invited on his throne. There is a man. I, I know I can't get over that. There is a man. Somebody just like us who bled, who died a, a real death, who is seated on the throne of God at, right now, we, we using having rather all power, all authority over angels, principalities, and powers, over the whole universe. There is a man who is holding it all together. That's amazing, isn't it? And he says, so But I want all of you heavenly citizens... Citizens of heaven, I want you heavenly ones to seek those things above where Christ is for where is he sitting at the right hand of God? He says, well, So that's what I want you to do. So then how do I do that? You, you, you do it step by step. And this is how you do that. Number one, you have to be Christ-centered. You have to be heavenly-minded. You have to say, okay, even though I cannot see what God is saying, uh, I, I can't see it, I can't feel it, I believe it. So it's not like uh, God explain it to me and I will believe it, no. When I, I, I really thank God for my upbringing, and I, I've, I've talked about it perhaps too much, but my dad was was very strict with us, he wanted us to all go to heaven, <laughs> and so he thought we had to, we had to listen to everything he said, and... Uh, we had to obey him the first time. We couldn't obey him, you know, the third or fourth time. Uh, we had to obey him the, the first time. We had to remember what he said. And so all those things, I thought that was cruel and unusual punishment when I was a child. But what it did, it taught me to listen. And so what we must do, we must, if we want these promises to be our reality, we have to obey God even when he doesn't explain it to us. You know, the, the attitude, well, he explained it to me and I said, oh, yeah, I got it. I'll go do it. No. You see, when dad said, go get such and such, I didn't have, I couldn't say why. And so I learned to obey. And we, ha- and we must now be retrained as heavenly citizens to obey whatever God tells you to obey. And, and that's how you, you grow in this reality. Just being obedient to God, whether you understand it or not. Some things God, the Lord, will tell you to go do, or he's done with me. I've gone and done, and done them, didn't understand them until years later. But I was obedient. Right? So, so this, you have to obey. You can never understand this unless you obey. Now listen we sense. Uh, there's so much more I can say about that. Let me give you one more quick example. Remember the, the story I, d- I gave you when I was, I was uh, drilling a, an, an oil well somewhere in Texas, I don't remember exactly where, but somewhere uh, south of Houston. And uh, I, I, was, I was sitting down in my little office, and uh, the, the Holy Spirit said, Go to the floor! And I jumped up, ran up the stairs, and I was looking for a, a, a tragedy or a near tragedy, and I was looking, and everything was fine. So I went back into my, my office, and I said, God, I, you know, like, we got to do something about this. That was a false alarm. You, <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, I, 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 if I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit, you know, there's got to be a problem when I go there. You know, he told me, he said, he said on this drilling rig, do you have drills? I said, yes, sir. Uh, uh, we have drills, yes, Lord. God, when God, you know, was asking me, do we have drills? He wasn't f- looking for information as so, though, you know, God <laughs> wasn't doing that. So I said, yes, Lord. He said, just like you have drills, I have drills. Yeah. I was so amazing. He, he, said, he said, you have drills so that these men will be ready in case of a problem. That they, they will obey you at the moment. You, you have drills. Pop, pop. So they run to their stations. They have to obey you. You're not tricking them. You're training them and so he said i have drills too that was a drill <laughs> obey me yeah so this is how se- heavenly citizens are to be obedient citizens you must obey you know you know in this world Uh, I I tell young people all the time, you always obey the law. Always obey the law. I I believe in obeying the law. I'm not afraid. I just obey. I was taught to obey from my youth. So you obey. And then you get the the great benefits of citizenship. When you obey, you enjoy the fullness of citizenship. But when you don't obey, you enjoy things like jail and prison. (laughs) (laughs) You know, big fines. You know? You know, so so. likewise, when you don't obey God, you, you imprison yourself from the blessings. And then you and want, want some deliverance. Or want, you know, yeah, no, you just need, your deliverance is your obedience. Can I say that again? Yeah, your, your deliverance is your obedience. Yeah, you obey the Lord and do what he says. Okay, now let me, verse 2. Set your mind on things above. Now, this is what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying that you have the ability to have the kind of mindset that you need to be an overcomer. That is, you have the ability to set your mind. You can position your mind. That's amazing. When I first knew that, it was almost freaky. It was like freaky to me. Have you ever known? That one day I was, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, been in several decades ago, I felt a power that I'd never understood or known, and that is that I could see myself as though I was outside myself looking at myself. It, it, it It was almost freaky, like, what just happened? And it showed me how then, as a spirit being, that I, we, have the ability to have the mindset of heaven, So whatever, God's mindset, we must be in unison with God's mindset. So he says, praise this way, all all of you saints of the Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So then I can set my mind to do the will of God. And if I set my mind, if I have a heavenly mindset, I have an overcoming mindset in the earth. I can remember in approximately 1981 or so, uh, the Lord told me, that if, if I would, would not react, but, but initiate, that I would be in control of situations and circumstances. So at that juncture, I developed a mindset to be an initiator. And I knew it didn't matter where I was in the world. It didn't matter about conditions or circumstances. I knew I would always be successful. I, okay. So, so as a believer, just set your mind on things where? are Above, not on things on the earth. Can I tell you that many of us as believers have not come to the place of tiptoed expectation of Jesus' coming because we set our minds on earthly things and we validate it. We should not do that. There are things I do, you know, these are some old things I'll bring out of my treasure. But I remember saying uh, to us uh, for years that when you wake up in the morning, you don't have a thousand things to do. You know how we go, I just got a thousand things to do. You don't have a thousand things. You have one thing to do. You obey God that day. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you into, that's the one thing you have to do today. And the other details will work out. The thousand things that will work out, you don't have those to do. One thing, just obey the Lord. And you'll find that when you obey the Lord as a heavenly citizen, you obey the Lord, he will supernaturally start to cause things to fall into place that you didn't touch, you didn't put your hands on. That's amazing. This is the kind of life that God is inviting all of us to through Jesus Christ. Wow. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Not on things on the earth, citizens of heaven. Why? For you died. Woe! So now there is another principle working on, 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 in you and through you because you died to this. You died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God so, so that now I can now do what he says I can do. Sometimes, you know, we're like people who will try something. If it's a little difficult, we give up. So I can't do that. You, you, you know people like that, don't you? They Don't, don't look around. Yeah. So heavenly citizens, what, how, do you, how does this work? How then do I live this victorious life through Jesus Christ? How then do I do it? Look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. We looked at uh, 1 through 3, but let's look at 5 through 6. Heavenly citizens are to put to death their members, which are on the earth. So put to death, you you know, you got your feet on the earth. So put to death these members. What does it look like? Put to death fornication. So you can't fornicate and and think that you're a true heavenly citizen. You know, you're fornicating, you go, I know Jesus loved me anyway. Man, you're going somewhere and it's not heaven. It starts with an H. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. So he says, "Put to death." Now, a heavenly citizen, because the heavenly citizen is seeking the things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, where Christ is all powerful. He says uh, that same person sets his or her mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Therefore, that heavenly citizen has the ability to put to death members fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. That, he's able to do that. Now let's look at Galatians chapter 5. If you'll go with me, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, verses 19 through 21. So, so heavenly citizens... Let's look at it, heavenly citizens. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So then you don't have to wonder whether you are walking spiritually or carnally. You don't have to wonder that. You don't have to wonder whether or not God you are pleasing to God or you are displeasing. You don't have to wonder because I'm going to tell you right now. Galatians 5:19. Heavenly citizens, you're not in the flesh, so let's don't do stuff in the flesh, okay? Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. It means there's some more. He didn't name. <laughs> so heavenly citizens are, are to shun these things. You cannot do these things and say you're a heavenly citizen. Now, now this is what you are. You're either uninformed and very immature, very, very immature, or you're a weed. Yeah. And if, I, and if someone were to tell me, Pastor Don, uh, I'm convinced that you're a weed. It, it, that, I don't... It doesn't matter who they are. I'm going to say, Jesus, if I'm a weed, forgive me right now. Have mercy on me, Jesus. That's what I wouldn't say. I'm not a weed, young person. Get away. No, help me, Jesus. And now, after I ask Jesus for help and forgiveness, I'll deal with him. So, So Paul talked about these things. He says, I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. So he said, don't, don't practice these things. You know, anyone could fall into any one of these things. You could fall into them. But the only time you can fall into them is if you are, say, for example, you are walking uh, on the edge of things, and you're playing some dangerous game. That's how you fall off. But you get away from the edge. Don't live life on the edge. All right? You don't live life on the edge. That, you don't just follow, well, I accidentally committed adultery. Or, you know, I accidentally fornicated. No, that's not the way it is. All right? I May mean, y'all sure to get quiet. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Galatians 5.22 get some noise working. Okay. So the heavenly citizen possesses the fruit of the Spirit. So the heavenly citizen possesses the fruit of the Spirit. Now he didn't say the fruits of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit. So Christ brings you amazing fruit as a heavenly citizen. So as a heavenly citizen, you, you are different than all the peoples on the earth. You are different. You say, I don't feel different, Pastor, but you are different. You are different. And keep saying it and believe it until you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that you can feel it. I've, I've, I've joked a little bit by saying that I do know that we don't, we don't move by feelings. We don't do that. But every day I wake up, I like feeling good. Yeah. Right? So feeling does have its place. <laughs> the heavenly citizen possesses uh, uh, the fruit. Now, in this, um, it, it, from the, the verses I just read about, you know, the works of the flesh are these things, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like— He he goes on, Paul says, but, so what he does is he gives us a totally different direction. A totally different direction. When I was in the military, I won't try it here, uh, but when in the military they would say, about face, and then I would put my my toe there and I would swing around. Now I have to do it like this. (laughs) But but yeah, if I did it like I used to, we would have a mess up here. Yeah, but when I was young, I would do that and phew, 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 around, about face. And so when you come to Jesus, there's an about face, all right? There's an about face. You, that's the heavenly citizens, about face. You're not following after the things of the world. You know, I, I told you, I think it was somewhere in the early 2000s, the Lord spoke to me one day and he said, the next great move of God is the desecularization of the church. And what I would offer to you, and when we keep saying these things, you, used to, you know what, remember when we used to read the prophets and they would shout and shout to the people, but they didn't listen? It's the same thing. It's the same thing today. But the Lord told me the next great move of God was a desiccularization of the church. And what is going on, not just in America, but in the world. America has now joined the rest of the world. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, Thank you for saying preach. You know, because we've joined now the rest of the world because it's always been in, the, in, the other, in other parts of the world when we, we would travel because this is what's going on. The, 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 the Lord is causing or allowing, whichever you would like, is causing or allowing great stress and difficulties, so that we will turn to Him. And so this is all to turn to Him. You know, I, 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 a picture in my mind is that we're walking on this, this like narrow path. And uh, if we walk to the right, we fall off. Boom, boom. If we walk to the left, we fall off. So then our solution is not left or right, it's Christ. That, that's what God is bringing us to. All of us, all who, who are truly believers, that's where God is bringing us to. Now, it, it, we may not like that, but that's the reality of it. And we gotta say it until we start to like it, amen. amen. Uh, you know, you know. I know y'all get tired of my little stories, but um, y'all don't. Okay, well let me tell you another one then. <laughs> you know, my my had this my little nephew Pierre wanted to visit us. He came to visit us, and so my wife had made some enchiladas. mean, um, enchiladas, not enchiladas, but enchiladas. You know, I mean. Some of y'all eat enchiladas, but we ain't enchiladas. <laughs> and so we were, we, we had made it so she said to my nephew Pierre, she said, Pierre, would you like some enchiladas? No, 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 Aunt Marva, I don't eat enchiladas. Enchiladas, I don't eat enchiladas. She said, well, try one. No, I, I, Aunt Marva, I don't want to. She said, Pierre, just try one. <laughs> All right, eat one. His eyes came open. The eyes came up. Boy's eyes came open, and man, not only did he eat that one, he kept eating them. He said, "Wait a minute, save some for the rest of the family," you know. But so, so as as believers, as believers, our, our eyes are, must come open to the fact that Jesus is all that we need. He is the provision that God has given us. Every heavenly citizen knows that. Every heavenly citizen knows that, or oh, they are moving toward that. Come on and we have to do that. Amen. Now listen, listen what you have as a, as, a, as a heavenly citizen, as a child of God, as son of God. There will be only sons of God there and daughters but you are sons. Alright? Your daughters are sons and, and, and we sons of the bride so we got it. So you possess, you have the fruit of the spirit which is love love, real love joy unspeakable joy peace long suffering you're 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 so patient you can go through anything you're waiting on your deliverer and your deliverance from Jesus long suffering kindness just sweet and kind not all crabby heavenly the citizens aren't crabby. Are some, some, you, I know you know some crab, crabby people. Don't look around when you say that. <laughs> crabby. But Jesus gives us a sweetness, kindness, and he says goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are qualities of those of us who are heavenly, and when the world sees this, then the world sees the antithesis of what it is. But we are not—we are giving the, the world a false view of Christianity when we act like the world. You know, I told you. Uh, let me—I feel like talking about my pop a little bit. Dad would say when I came in the house. Of course, I've told this fifty thousand times. You know, where did you learn that? He would ask me that if I were acting in any way that was not in accord with Galatians 5, 23, he would say, where'd you learn that? Hey, you didn't learn that here. You know, so I'm going to say, if you are comporting yourself in a way other than this, you didn't learn that here. You know, I'm not going to be so bold like my daddy. Hey, 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 g- g- go leave ha- and come in right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will not do that. If somebody does that to you, I didn't send them. <laughs> but but this, is, this is what God has for us. This is actually beautiful. Now, I'm going to ask you. No, I won't ask you. You don't have to raise your hand. But I would dare say there are people in, in this house today that you have walked in the, in the workplace or in, in, the, uh, in, other, in maybe a department store or something, and people have asked you, uh, who are you? you're different. And I just noticed that. You're different. You're different. Now, if nobody has ever asked you that, you, they, you just start carrying yourself a little sweeter. <laughs> you don't, don't just you know, look like you're trying to get rid of all the thugs that might attack you. You know? You remember, I was in London once, and if anybody's watching this from London, this is not a dig at London. I love London. I was in London once, and and I was standing uh, to catch, I guess it was the subway or something, from one of those trains, and I was standing there, I had my little suitcase there, and I was a young young man that was going to Zimbabwe, and we couldn't, we couldn't make a connection in those days. We had to, ma- we had to go, to I think, flew into one of the airports, Gatwick, and flew out of Heathrow or something like that, and I'm standing there, and I saw these guys, they're big, bony guys walking up. And they were walking up, they had these trench coats on, and they had yellow hair, purple hair, pink hair, green hair, and they looked like they were ready for a fight. And and this was like 31 years ago, uh, or 32 years ago. And so I was standing there, poor little Don Lavelle from South Texas. (laughs) First trip overseas. And so when I saw him, I went, Like, you don't know where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know what I can do. But, you know, and we act like that to the world. And that's why they don't see the sweetness. Because I want them to know, don't mess with me. But, but if they had, I'd probably, Mama! Help me, you know. Help me. Help me, Mama. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, we, we, could, we, should, we should comport ourselves. As heavenly citizens. Let me hurry to a close. In Second Timothy chapter two, uh, verses three through four, he says the heavenly citizen must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So that means that God didn't promise you a bed of ease. He, he said, I, I will be with you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you from it. The psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Wow. So, so you, you, you must comport yourself like you have a shepherd. Fourthly, the, the fourth, not fourthly, but the fourth verse. The heavenly citizen does not engage, does not Uh, allow himself or herself to be entangled with the affairs of this life. He says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, we can talk about this. We can dialogue about this. But you can never push me away from this position. That we are in the world, but not of the world. So the heavenly citizen understands that he or she is in the world, but they're not like the world. They're not of the world. Their genesis is not worldly. Their genesis is not carnal. So this is the church that Jesus died for. This is the glorious church. I want to be the glorious church that Jesus died for. Amen. 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 Wow, okay, so let me, let me just end with this. Did I say that I was going to end with that last one? Uh, okay, let, let me end with this one. Um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, we'll, we'll end with this. He says to us, us heavenly citizens, who are really looking for the Lord to come, looking for the Lord to come, as I shared with you uh, our last m- uh, meeting, that when mom and dad were leaving, they'd given us assignments. And invariably, when we saw the car get out of sight, we did whatever we wanted to do. <laughs> because we figured we had time to, do, to obey. We had time. But we got so in- involved in what we wanted to do that we forgot to do our chores. But then somebody would say, Here comes Daddy! That that little car was coming down the the highway. And it's almost like it sped up. (laughs) We went into the house, started trying to get things, locked the door so that Dad would have to knock at the door and maybe it would give us a few more seconds. That's the way many of us are living our lives. We're living our lives like we've got plenty of time. Perhaps Jesus doesn't come through the clouds. But he might come for you tonight. And then you're not going to have time to get your work done. He says to all of us, but you are a chosen generation. The heavenly citizen is chosen. And because God chose you, you ought to be so excited. You're a royal priesthood. Purchased by the blood of Jesus, a son of God, a child of God. A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. You are the people of God. The people of God the people from God. You are God's seed in the earth. You are the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. He has planted you where you are to bring him glory. If, if your situation is difficult, he's got you there to bring glory in the difficult situation. That's your assignment. Because who were... Once were not a people, but you are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's who you are as a citizen of heaven. I'd like to pray with you. And um, if, if you're here tonight and somebody, you've not given your heart to Jesus, I want you to do that tonight. I want you to do that tonight. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you for the blessings of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Thank you for showing us that that we are not of this world just as Jesus is not of this world. That we are now born from above. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're born from above. Our citizenship is in heaven. I have a birth certificate from Palestine, Texas. It's in the courthouse there. But I have a birth certificate that supersedes it. I was born from above. The new Jerusalem is my birthplace, and it's our birthplace. I pray today that we will all comport ourselves likewise. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let no one go to sleep unconvicted. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.